Welcome back to Verticalized Podcast on the second episode, this time about TDD. We want to thank you for all the good feedback we got from the first episode. It was really nice to see all the comments from all of you. And yeah, it's TDD because we throw a poll on, on LinkedIn about the, what should that episode be about. And I think maybe 60% of people choose TDD or something around that. Uh, and yeah, apart from thinking, we want to say that as a humbling experience for, for us, this episode is the second time that we record it. Uh, it's based on TDD and <laughs> we did not uh, test the first time we recorded this episode and uh, my voice was not recording, only the music and a beautiful sound voice, but not my voice. <laughs> so it's a lesson for, for us also. I try to apply TDD on everything, not only on code. So, well, let, let's start. So, first thing, let's discuss uh, what is TDD. Is you you want to start, Sam? Because I have been speaking already a couple of minutes. Okay, TDD or test-driven development is the process of writing a test before you write any production code. So it's basically making sure that everything you write to go is tested immediately and you only write as much code as is needed to pass the test yes exactly and as we like to say always is is more a mentality and state of mind that a, a technology or or pure technical knowledge it's not yeah. about knowing uh how to write this for a for a language or an application or even a lot of applications is the the mentality of or mindset when you need to approach uh, a coding or software problem. Yeah, the beauty of it is it, it speaks to all languages. Any single bit of code you're going to write, TDD exactly. will always be the best process. Into yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those things that you learn and you can apply, as you say, to every every language, every every application. Yeah, and as we were mentioning, not only application, it's like a process. So you can apply that to a lot of things that are not only development. So yeah, we can, as an introduction, uh, for people that already know a little bit of TD, they will be more familiar with uh, the three steps that are well known and commented, especially from our big friend, Bob, Uncle Bob is the red-green refactor uh, process. So yeah, well, let's start. Sam, what is the, the red phase? The red phase is the process of writing a test that you know is going to fail. So the test that you write is going to cover all the code that you're about to write. And as soon as that test fails, that's it. You start fixing the code. Exactly. So it's just, uh, as we were mentioning, TDD, write first the test. So then we go to the green phase that that is making the test pass. You you first translate your problem to a test and then you solve that problem. And we say red green because it's usually usually the colors that all the environments put for failing and working tests. Yeah. And the the third step is the refactor step. So and sometimes you can see in graphic as blue. But yeah, refactor. Talk, talk us about refactoring. <laughs> refactoring is the process of 
not editing the tests, but changing the code to make it cleaner. So you would maybe extract methods or variables or change names or because if you've only done enough code to make the test pass, there may be something that could be written a lot nicer or something that could be refactored. So it's the process yeah. of going back and doing that with the uh, peace we, of mind that the tests are there to make sure you're not breaking anything. Exactly. I was going to mention that is the, the beauty of this is that you have always the safety net or scaffolding, but it's a better example, the safety net of, of your test. So you can refactor and you, the, your test should still be green. Exactly. So, well, we have no more uh, overview of TDD or the steps of it. So let's, we have mentioned a little bit of uh, benefits of it. Uh, I, I don't know, maybe we can explain a little bit more the benefits of following TDD. One of the benefits is, uh, I think we have mentioned, but it's worth it to mention again, keep your application clean and smooth. Yeah, all your lines are written only to pass test. So you're, you are sure you're not writing things that are not needed for your application. Yeah. And although this one seems like something you wouldn't notice, when you see the difference between test-driven code and not test-driven code, you really see how much extra code people write when they're not writing their tests first. Yeah, exactly. When you are reviewing someone else's code, there's a moment when you can, like watching uh, Matrix, you know that that code doesn't smell that it was test-driven by the way it's written. There are extra steps or things that are not following a clear clear path. It's, it's like you evolve a, a sense of smelling, not test-driven code. Exactly. Uh, one thing we always love to do is give simple comparisons with other professions or practices. And I, you mentioned one that I really like is compared yeah. with uh, doctor practices. Yeah. yeah, so a long time ago, it would have been seen in the doctor's profession that cleaning your hands wasn't something that you should do. It wasn't something that any doctors did. But that doesn't mean it was the wrong thing and they should be should definitely have been doing it. Now it's seen as completely unprofessional and you wouldn't trust a doctor that didn't wash their hands. Yeah. And this is the kind of thing developers should be thinking when they're doing code. Although it's not widely adopted that people do test-driven development, it doesn't mean that it shouldn't be. And exactly. we should see it as a rule yeah. for us, really, moving forward. Yeah, and it can uh, drive people with some fears that, as, a, as following the same example, you could say, oh, why that you have a patient there that is dying? Why are you spending time on washing your hands and maybe cleaning or sterilizing all your equipment? There is a patient there that is dying, but it's the same example. It's something needed and and it could make more bad than good, yeah. not following that. Exactly. Yeah, because uh, one of the main problems that for people not following TDD is they could be afraid of slowing things down. And it's really, we can say dangerous because uh, you should trust the, your application and and we can we can say that at the beginning could slow things down but as everything you are learning if you are learning a new a new language you will be slow that doesn't mean that 
the language is bad or you are a bad developer. No, no, it means that you are learning. And okay. when you start learning something, slow things down, but because you are not wasting time on something, you are investing time on something in the trust of your application. We have suffered suffer or leave things that we need to deploy something to production. We are able to to do the code and you follow TDD and you can tell someone to to deploy that to production. You are confident on your application that you are not going to break things. Yeah, it removes all worry of having to do things again or thinking I may have broke something because you know you've got that test suite there to back it up mm. and you haven't written a single line of code that you don't know hasn't been tested. Yeah, it's uh, it's really it's really important. Is uh, the value that you have from that is is massive, and yeah. also one thing we have not mentioned is that uh, you are removing the uh, need of documentation of your application because all your code or your functionality and all your your technical implementations are translated into test. So you can read the test as a step-by-step -step document uh, guide of what is doing your application. Every single functionality, every single uh, line that is written, and every single method, every single again functionality of of business requirement is uh, translated into a test. So you can open the test and see everything that your application is doing. If you want to see, or you are watching the opening the code some method and you want to see what it's doing, you can find that test that is using that method and see in the functionality what is why that method is there. And you can experiment. If you want, you can change things and you can see what can affect because you can see test failing or you can see do other changes and see that the tests are still passing. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, a good point. Mm. And uh, also to not write the test first probably means that you don't fully understand the requirement. If you can't yeah. translate a requirement into a test, then you're probably not ready to to write the code anyway. It kind of gives you that sense of security that if I can translate this written business requirement into a functional test, then I know for sure what I'm trying to do with this code. Exactly. And also we can mention the dangers of writing tests after writing the code. You will never be sure that you are covering all the scenarios and uh, even that you can pass some coverage test. At the end, you can you can write tests uh, that pass through every line of the code and not testing all the functionality. You can test all the pojos, all the classes and call a method, but not checking what is doing, what is returning. And you will still have 100% of the requirement, but not you are not testing nothing. It's like don't have tests at all. Yeah, and you I can, think people that do write the code first tend to write a test that fits to their code rather than writing a test that actually meets the requirement. Yeah, for sure. They tend they, to just they, make the test pass rather than make the yeah. test correct. And for, a lot of times they will think, oh, the tests are not passing now. What is wrong with the test? Because exactly. they will think that the code is right and the test could be wrong. And uh, writing tests in the beginning could be wrong, but it's different because that means that you are translating the requirements, but not that you are translating uh, your code into tests in a wrong way. 
Yeah, it's a good point. Okay, yeah. should we move on to the tip of the day? Yeah, let's let's move into a tip of the day. It's a a new section that we have in, included. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll change. We we will say the tip of the day from previous episode to the next one. I think it's a good one, but to keep our ourselves also fresh. But this is related more or less to the same thing. We are trying to make people find the best possible ways of learning and having knowledge. And still, I think uh, reading books and going to classes or watching YouTube videos is overrated. Uh, we need to learn from the master. And the best way to learn is through all your physical possessions and have a trip to, to the desert. And then sit in the middle of the desert. And if you are the chosen one, the mythical creature that we all developers uh, believe in is the is a mix between a monkey and a unicorn will appear in front of you <laughs> and will give you all the knowledge. It's called the monkey corn. <laughs> and yeah, it's a we truly believe if if you are passionate about your profession, about IT, uh, have faith and go to the desert. The, the monkey con could appear. Please, believe in the monkey con. Uh, well, and uh, after this uh, interesting uh, tip of the day, let's start the other uh, new section, La Mochilita. Uh, what is La Mochilita? It basically means a, a backpack in Spanish, the little backpack. So it's kind of summarizing the key points on the on the episode in a couple of minutes and yeah what some how can we summarize everything yeah so as we spoke about at the start tdd is is not about a technology or anything like that it's it's a mindset that you can approach any single task that you do with just making sure that you always have the test to back up the code you're going to write exactly is don't think about the idea about knowing Jasmine or join knowing uh, karma is you can you can follow TDD. Uh, it's not a good example, but you could understand and know TDD without knowing any testing technology. And you will be uh, you can drive people doing TDD without knowing any technologies, teaching people that mindset. Yeah, right. Even when you read something, yeah. When you read something, some requirements, some story that you need to do, your first uh, thought should be, how can I translate that into a test? And actually, it will, will teach people a lot. Will, when, you, when you understand the, the requirements enough to create a test that covers all the scenarios, you are understanding the application much better. Yeah. And the last point being that TDD is a safety net. You know that every single thing you've written is tested. And imagine a world where every single development team that you walked into had test-driven code. You would have full safety that you could go in, read those set of tests, and know fully what that application did without even looking at a single line of code. Yeah. It's a totally valid point. It's, it's a, yeah, I mean, we can repeat it 20 times, and it will be worth it because it's a key point on this is a safety net for for all not only because we don't trust people is we need to uh, learn about not 
trusting ourselves. So be sure that you are not breaking your own things also, not breaking others. Yeah. That, that yeah, I think, yeah, I think we have covered all the key points that we wanted to cover, Sam. Yeah. Thank you for hey. everyone for listening. Yeah. And we'll Thank see you, you next time. Hope you everyone enjoyed the episode. Bye. Bye.